0: Hello, 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 hello. And welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, your host, the match adder, Ryan MK. And by my side, as always, my co host, the salary captain, the March Heron himself, Aaron Stewart. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Oh, what's going on?
1: Oh, man. Football's back. It's officially I know. back. I mean, college football's been back, but like NFL. Back, what a game we had it's awesome i just ah, cloud nine man cloud nine
0: yes i i was wanting to talk last night so i said you know what we have got to talk sometime this weekend and get it out before sunday because a it was just a phenomenal game and b tons of stuff to come from to talk about and c we got a whole new schedule so we might as well you know get it going right this week with football here it's at you know, and I'm still discombobulated and exhausted from everything the past couple of weeks. And really, Thursday was my, my first day where I just I went to work, I came home, no moving shit. There's still a couple boxes and whatnot, but most of the shits put away, and I came home and I just relaxed all night and then watched football. It was fantastic, Eric. So I'm excited for Sunday. I have no work at all. It is my day off. I am super excited and excited to watch football. So we're going to get all into that. But before we talk Thursday night football, we got to let the people know. Schedule change. This is how we're going to be doing things coming up. Essentially, when there's football, we're going to pod. Yes, that's right. That's right Uh, because we're fucking insane I'm not quite sure what we're thinking (laughs) but this is the plan so Sunday nights we'll be recording it'll come out Monday morning and we'll be covering you know all of Sunday's action Monday night we'll be recording after the Monday night football game so we can talk Monday Night Football, and talk a little waiver wire action. Be a nice little short pod for those of you doing redraft things like that. And, you you know, there's a little waiver action in Dynasty, but we go on. And then Thursday, of course, record to cover. Thursday night football and then to get to a little previewing of the Sundays that following Sunday's action and we're gonna you know keep track of picks this season he see how me and the captain do faring off against each other so so that is the plan that is what we got going on for schedule schedule and so basically this is going to kind of be uh although a day late kind of like the Thursday night pod so we're going to talk Thursday night football go over some injuries and then run through the schedule, talk a few things, but make mainly to get through our picks and all of that. So that's the plan. Aaron, are you ready to go, sir?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Gonna have a crazy in-season schedule, but you know the podcasting energizes me. I'm gonna have two weekly articles. Speaking of that, I know your your first in-season article came out infirmary mm-hmm. i know we're going to talk more about that my mm-hmm. first one is scheduled to come out well by the time that this is is posted it will be out wide receiver cornerback matchups. basically some start sit uh receivers i i choose right for the first article just three but i challenge myself a little bit i don't want the obvious start sit start ugh, start and sit options i want to give you some bold ones some ones that i truly believe are going to happen and especially in those high stakes leagues you're going to want to follow this yes
0: indeed yes indeed a lot of good stuff coming out from the underworld uh i mean i mean there always is but uh you know good stuff coming out during the season i gotta say and a big shout out to ray ray mars who helped me get the infirmary primer all edited up and taken care of it. He's the fucking man. He's the fucking man. man. Mr. Ray Ray Mars. Check him out on Twitter. He is the man. He, uh, yeah, hooked me up, helped me out, helped me get that shit done so we could get it out in time for the peoples. So good on Ray Ray once again. Now, Thursday Night Football. First game of the season. A lot of people from what i heard
1: not giving dallas much of a
0: shot but mr cowboy fan captain captain aaron hey i felt like they had a shot and they damn near won the game man and i was rooting for him and i was just like yeah take out fucking tom brady and opening night when he gets the fucking yeah take him out take him out and they almost did uh would have had a much better shot if not for kickers, you know, because kickers, fucking kickers. <laughs> but, but uh, it was a hell of a game. And uh, it, it, even with the loss, a lot to take away from Dallas. This is going to be a high powered offense. And, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, the defense wasn't terrible, but they, they're still, you know, against good teams, probably going to give. Here's the thing, though. They said something on Monday Night Football last night, or Thursday Night Football last night. They said the Cowboys don't play a playoff team, well, from last year, till week 11? Like, they got a string of non-playoff team coming up. Like, Dallas could go on a little bit of a run here. This could be very good fantasy-wise. And we should mention Zeke. I'd like to get your thoughts on him. Uh, I don't think he's going to be as bad all season as he was last night but i also don't feel like uh like i I feel like absolute shit in our roto world guillotine league i i i am not having a good start in a great start in my other great team league this one not not so much but (laughs) i knew i was in trouble with some of the draft with some stuff that happened in the draft on that one so i was like oh shit so anyway i continue let's hear from you on some of this stuff your thoughts on the game your Cowboys uh and Zeke and and the offense in particular what it means for fantasy because uh, I definitely think like um you're going to be able to obviously rely on for sure Dak Cooper Lamb I mean yeah. you know just imagine if Lamb hadn't dropped half his fucking passes <laughs>
1: But, right, right. But it, anyway,
0: it, it, go Aaron. I've, I've talked to. I want to hear some from you.
1: Certainly. Well, one of the first things I wanted to talk about is CD Lamb, and I actually had to pull it up here. And, and this is from PFF. So going into the season, a lot of people are like, "Oh, CD Lamb. Like he's only the he's only a slot receiver. He's so much more." And hopefully, this opened the eyes to everyone. But also the numbers. So. Got a tweet pulled up from Adam Levitan in which he got his data from PFF. He said Amari Cooper was in the slot for 30 of his 74 snaps last night. So doing some math there, that's right around 41%. And CD Lamb was in the slot for 23 of his 61 snaps, which is 38%. So... CeeDee Lamb is not going to be strictly a slot receiver. And it's interesting that both guys were heavily involved in, in the slot. And that kind of brings me to like my main takeaway when I watched this game was, I really like the play calling for, for Dallas. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Which, fun story with him is Dak's rookie season. It was Roma was still there. Kellen Moore was going to be the veteran backup, the journeyman quarterback that's just had experience. And Dak was the third string quarterback that season. Tony Romo wasn't the only quarterback that got hurt. So then Kellen Moore, Prescott takes over. The rest is history, but like, Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott have always been close, literally since Dak got into the league. And I mean, wow. I, if I'm looking at this correctly, 58 pass attempts from, from Dak. Wow. So good job, Kellen Moore. Um, both C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, they both ate I mean, 16 targets for Cooper, 15 for Lamb. Uh, will they get to that number in each game? No. But also one of the things that did happen, Michael Gallup is going to miss some time. He's famous, yep. him He left the game. Uh, so Cedric Wilson's the next man up there. And Wilson has his moments. Where like he'll make a play, they're like, "Wow, like that's an NFL receiver." But to me, I go, "Wow, this just could be more, more involvement for Cooper and Lamb." And as for Zeke, that was frustrating. I remember there there was a play where, what he caught the ball on the two yard line and just couldn't get in. it in. It's another play where they ran like a like an option play. I, I think if I remember correctly, it was an option play. And Zeke couldn't get the burst to get in. And it's so weird because we had this off-season narrative. Zeke is in great shape. Zeke looks great. He just, I don't know what it was. He just didn't look good. Am I worried? No, players are going to have bad games. And hmm. this seemed to be more of a game where the the game plan was, we're not going to beat Tampa Bay running the ball. And you talked about the, the spread. No, they did what they should have done.
0: Right. they said right. yeah, throw the shit out of it that's exactly what they needed to do it, it, and it almost worked
1: yeah and anyone worried about his latissimus dorsi injury like that's clearly not a problem like his one interception wasn't even his fault like he just mm. he threw he delivered a rifle of a pass and it went through cd lamp's hands and straight to the defender it wasn't a bad interception at all it was like wow so not worried about Dak. like Dak was falling super far in, in drafts and that's you know, injuries scare people but also this is why you've got to follow some pts on, on twitter and listen to what they say about injuries and really Dak's injury it was it wasn't ideal that like you didn't play any but like if you gambled in and honestly, if you're in these high-stakes leagues or like a deeper league, I'm in a couple of 14-team leagues. I'm in a couple of 16-team leagues. Like you have to. Like Dak, the upside was was just there. Uh The Tony Pollard looked good. Uh, I know oh, yeah. <laughs> Twitter Twitter loves him, but like Pollard's not going to go away. Pollard is going to be a thorn in Zeke's side, and, and I like that we saw both of them. Uh, playing the game at the same time uh, i saw pollard get line up at receiver and go in motion and i'm like yes that's what's going to happen and honestly a Gallup injury i would like to see more involvement from from tony pollard pollard maybe, of course, maybe that's memphis. What we get. memphis has all these guys so Perfect. yeah i'd i'd love to see it uh tampa bay <laughs> I I want to say I'm actually on record on this podcast of how much I don't like Mike Evans. I really can't victory lap because for five years, I've just never been a Mike Evans fan. But Mike Evans didn't look good in this game and, and then had an unfortunate, unlucky play where like the defender, I forget which defender. There's a defensive back that just barely got a finger on it, and if he didn't, it was going straight to Mike Evans, and there was no one there to stop him. Evans would have scored his his touchdown that saves his fantasy production. But also, like people that Mike Evans just know a three catch for twenty four yards and zero touchdowns. Like there's gonna be like four yep. or five of those, yep. as they
0: always are. <laughs> Maybe even more so because shit, Ugh. Antonio Brown and Gronk we're pretty heavily involved. So, and Chris Godwin's not going away. You can just tell Brady peppers him too. So, and it, it, you know, my thought was always, if I'm going to, you know, fade one, it's definitely Mike Evans. And I've never been a Mike Evans fan either. I, I remember my very first dynasty league. I think it was Mike Evans rookie year and I got him. And then I immediately traded him the next year. (laughs) <laughs> and i think that's the oh. one one time i've rostered mike evans in dynasty uh, so I, i've never been big on him um not not that i think he's all that terrible but people everybody you know most other people are just way higher on him than i am <laughs> so he's never around
1: hmm. yeah and i appreciate it. i think he's one of those better nfl guys than like fantasy guys for sure just, for I sure I don't, I don't know he, he gets what he works with what he's got I, he's basically a tight end out there. He's huge. he's what six five two forty so
0: mm-hmm.
1: taking advantage of that but those receivers too is they get older they don't age as well like an antonio right. brown is puts up a five catch hundred and twenty one yards and a touchdown on seven targets. Any what Antonio Brown's thirty-three, I think. Like mm. those those smaller, those, those smaller technician type receivers that run really good routes, they age so much better than the Demarius Thomas's the Mike Evans that are yeah. just like, yeah, we've got all the physical skills that that's what I was gonna say. Really Demarius Thomas he was one yep. that came to mind. Absolutely. So I think it is it's an ominous sign for Mike Evans because Antonio Brown. This is also the first full season for him. And also, shout out to one of my favorite like accounts to follow for following for bets, like at Conch Picks. Man, and I hope we can get him on the show someday. And that would be awesome because mm-hmm. dude, the dude has an algorithm. The dude knows things, oh, and yeah. he almost single handedly <laughs> pushed up the player props. Uh, the the props for Antonio Brown. Like he w- he was telling. He's got a strong community following him. He had, I think the catches was set like three and a half for Antonio Brown. The yards is like 43 and a half. Mm. And shoot, it did not take long. I think by the time it got to game day, the yards was around 58. So This this guy knew things. He was also touting people that follow him on Patreon. You're going to want to draft Antonio Brown because he's good. And People are taking Mike Evans early, and you know what? I did it in one league. I took Mike Evans, and we'll say probably not gonna win now. Thanks, Mike Evans.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mike Evans. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's uh, I think that sums up uh, uh, Thursday night football and opening night. It was a hell of a game. Um I think obviously both these teams are going to have plenty of relevant fantasy players, or, you know. So I think, uh, yeah, it was a, I'm glad it went the way it went um, because, you know, who needs a blowout and who needs all those people being right that, oh, Douglas can compete? It was just so good to see Dak because you mentioned one thing I'll say before we move on. You mentioned the injury aspect. I was one of those in, one of the guillotine league drafts in the, uh, the underworld redraft league, I was fading Dak because I didn't know. And it was one of those weird ones where they're asking baseball teams. And so you're not really sure what the fuck the injury is and exactly what's going on. So you can't even really, you know, I'm with you, rely on the PTs and doctors on Twitter and stuff, but you can't even really rely on them because really, it, as far as i knew you know there wasn't a bunch like clear cut what the hell was going on and um so i don't know it to me it would just felt like such a weird situation i was like i'm just weird stuff i tend to stay away from because it if it would have been like a normal injury thing and we we i felt like we wouldn't i don't know maybe i overthought it i tend to do that as we know <laughs> so man what a game i wish the cowboys would have won wish the cowboys would have won Tom Brady. <laughs> you
1: you okay. knew it was gonna happen when they right. scored and there's like a minute and 20 seconds left. You're like, too much time. And I've yep. seen the story numerous times. Exactly and what I said. Sometimes everybody you honestly have to it. just appreciate you just have to appreciate it with Tom Brady because <laughs> he's the fact that he, he does it over and over again, like I can't help but go, yeah. that's greatness. Adwin did get a little bit of a push off but <laughs> <laughs> oh definitely definitely but, but uh
0: yeah, yeah I, I won't harp too much on that okay
1: <laughs>
0: so i figure um instead of actually doing injury talk we'll just get i'll just mention the shit as we go through the games but i will bring up the first one and Again, by the way, check out my infirmary report. You can check out the primer, which is out now, kind of recapping, uh, you know, injuries from the off season, main injuries from the off season, and then and then I will have out Saturday sometime, potentially maybe Sunday morning, the regular weekly infirmary report for week one. It's gonna be delicious. That's right, delicious. Not, not really delicious. I shouldn't say that. I was trying to be cool with that, but really, there's no. I don't know how you get excited about an article on injuries. Uh, But uh, hey, it it does provide good information. So I I guess that's where you get excited.
1: Knowledge, absolutely. Okay,
0: knowledge is delicious. There we go. I made the connection, and we're moving on. So mention the. I, I, dude, I am still delirious from that. I'm telling you, insane couple. I'm gonna quit whining about it at some point. But, <laughs> but it, yeah, my brain is just like warped, fried, something. Anyway, we move on. Week one, run through the games. We'll make our picks, chat a little bit, but we're gonna kind of do this in a bit of a rapid fire way because, as, as I said, we're gonna kind of make the Sunday. Uh, One, our main pod where we run through the Sunday's action. And then the Monday and Thursday pods are going to be a little bit quicker. So let's get into it. 49ers at Lions. Uh, DeAndre Swift is going to play. And uh, so obviously I'm picking the 49ers. (laughs) But aside from that, um, you know, I don't know how. You don't play Swift if you drafted him because you drafted him pretty high. Um, I don't know if you have any concern about Swift, um, but I'm going to go ahead and make the pick. I'm taking the Niners. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave it open to you. I I love the offensive players, obviously, for the Niners. And then uh, we'll see. I'm interested to see what happens with the receiver. Or not the Lions. I'm sorry, the 49ers. And then with the Lions, see, I'm all fucked up, Aaron. <laughs> and then with the, with, with, with the Detroit Lions, I, I am kind of interested to see, aside from how Swift looks, what the receiver uh, distribution looks like as far as uh, where those targets are going. We, we assume TJ, Mr. Hawkinson, is going to get quite a few. But as far as the actual wide receiver position, I'd like to see where those go. But th- that's all I got. I'm taking the Niners.
1: Absolutely. Same here. I mean, we're not, I'm not going to get too cute. 49ers are going to win. The Swift, I have no concerns whatsoever. And you brought up the interesting thing with receivers for those. I'm going to be dabbling in some draft games uh, this year. Uh, Oh, for sure. Definitely. I made made some money last year. Uh, Shout out Josh Larkey. That that lineup optimizer is great. They just dropped a basically an updated version of it this year. It looks even better. Oh, nice. I've been I working this too. offseason to try to be better. Yeah, yeah. I basically just put in the lineups there and I'm hoping to kind of do a little bit more with it. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, that's something I want to, I am by no means an expert on it, but I am trying to pick up on some things, learn some things, and I mentioned that because Amon Ross St. Brown. If he um wanna he should be three thousand dollars, it's like that's the lowest price for receivers there you can build the narrative right like okay sure Hawkinson and swift they're absolutely going to be involved but like yeah someone one of those receivers has to be involved why not the guy in the slot i mean that's jared Goff, like jared Goff, cooper cup <laughs> so maybe jared Goff, amon ross st brown uh game script is certainly going to be in the favor of more pass attempts so that's right you know when i'm looking at those sub four thousand dollar wide receivers amon ross st brown is there I think those guys are like better, but I certainly go, man. I think it's because it's like, oh, the Detroit Lions, but that, yeah, that may be where you find some value. Uh, as for the 49ers, one other interesting thing I want to mention is hey, in fantasy football, if you're doing super flex or you're streaming in one quarterback leagues, Jimmy Garoppolo is not bad. Like, oh, this no. is an easy secondary, and people people will have the mindset of, the look at the spreads right now 49ers they're an eight point favorite they're like oh it's going to be a blowout that's what the spread is telling us is that 49ers are going to handle this game pretty easily but also like some of the things you have to think about is like what's what probably happens on that if they're handling it easily is that Garoppolo goes out throws like two early touchdowns mm. and so if the 49ers take care of business Garoppolo's going to be involved with that but the one injury thing and I can't remember you'll have to forgive me it's late here you probably did talk about this but Brandon Ayuk is a player to watch like I'm hesitant in starting him this uh, this week because he dealt with a hamstring injury all preseason and I kind of go he he should be healed from it and not be dealing with too many difficulties, but we don't know the how bad of a strain it is, and these things tend to linger. And I go, look, they may not need him. <laughs> you know, they, right. the touchdowns may go to Kittle and Debo Samuel. Ayuk could be a uh, a decoy. I have some leagues with Ayuk. I think ultimately I'm going to go a different direction um, and and find an alternative. I just. I don't want to start off the season risky there. I get it. If you draft them, it's early, but hamstrings uh, don't want to mess with.
0: Yep. I gotcha. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be looking into that more. Um, I do have some IU. Um, Not as much as I wanted to. I don't have enough, really, I would say with the 49ers um, players as I'd like to in Dynasty, but it happens. It happens. Okay. We move on. We got to keep it going. We'll go a little faster. Okay. Vikings at Bengals. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I do It's kind of. Eh. I mean, I'm sure Jefferson and Thielen will get their points. Um, but other than that, I, I am kind of interested to see the Bengals' offense. Um, there is a little bit of chatter. The Bengals' defense is actually not looking bad. And uh, so interested to see how this game goes but i think uh nothing glaring that that needs to be talked about i mean because for most of these games you know who you're gonna play and uh so unless there's some injury stuff or whatnot or some sneaky um you know sleeper type guys to play i mean it's pretty straightforward. this one especially is pretty straightforward uh and i do think i'm gonna take the vikings uh but i wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals come out and beat them so
1: yeah, and I'm with him. The same thing, going to Minnesota. It's just, the Bengals are still a bottom team that they did have some moves that Anon really liked for them, they, that they improved, but they've already been dealing with some bad luck with some injuries, and just, Vikings are a steady team, right? Mike Zumer, steady coach, it's good. he's going to have a top defense there. I know they lost Herb Smith, but Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook are still there, and Kirk Cousins can get the job done. I don't see an upset happening in this one.
0: I don't either, but I will say this. Um, of course, again, you know to play the guys on the Vikings, the guys on the Bengals, but if there was to be an upset, I do know the Vikings' O-line isn't great. And I don't think this would shy me away from playing Vikings players, but there's always the possibility – with this offensive line and with in particular Kirk Cousins, if you start getting in his face, especially on the road, I've just seen it, <laughs> you can cause him to make mistakes. And uh and so we'll see if maybe the Bengals defense a little more improved than people thought. Maybe they wreak a little havoc on Kirk Cousins, but again, nothing that's gonna shy me away from playing any of their top stars. So and you're taking the Vikings as well, you said.
1: Thank oh, you, yeah. the Vikings.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, next. Cardinals at the Titans. This one's a tough one. This one's a tough one, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And usually if I'm having a hard time, I just go with the home team. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Titans. Uh, but I do think this could be a fun game. I, the Cardinals, I feel like they need to show me something. But I also feel like they will. And I feel like we didn't see a lot of them in the preseason, but I think when they have all their starters out there, when Kyler has all his weapons and a defense has to try and defend all of them, you know, it, I, I think we'll see the offense play much better. And as we know, the Titans, not so much of a defense, right? So right, very possible Remember last week or last pod, I was talking about the birds play the birds. Or what was I saying? I was saying something about birds. I don't know if you remember.
1: Oh yeah. And a paraphrase is basically you were on board with like all the bird teams, right? Because of that Titans defense. So
0: like in this one, that's the way I see it is that it, you know, I do feel like the Titans are going to be able to do what they're going to do. And the Cardinals, they're going to be able to, like I said, was a little concerned during the preseason, but I feel good about him, man. And uh, I love how one of your starts was Rondale Moore uh, because I've actually um, got him starting in a couple of lineups because I looked at it and I was like, I do think like this might really be the guy (laughs) like he could, he could explode week one against this Titans defense. I just, I, I could see him having a big week one, but sorry. Okay, go
1: ahead. Yeah, and for me, this will be the first game where I'll actually be on the other side. I'm gonna take the Cardinals here. And oh, nice. it starts with it starts with I, I look at the spread, right? And Tennessee is a three point favorite. They're the home teams. So what what Vegas is telling us, the the people that want to place bets on this, is that on a neutral field. Vegas has a point flip on this because mm-hmm. home team automatically is given three points here. So Tennessee being a three point favorite at home being some, these teams are equally matched and gotcha. kind of like what we saw with the opening game between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. The end of the day, like if you're uncertain about like who's like who to take, they're just straight up money line. Who's going to win? You go with a better quarterback and, and it's, it's, Difficult there because Tannehill is no scrub, not anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miami Tannehill is a thing of the distant past. Oh yeah, but give me Kyler Murray, uh, give me Murray with with DeAndre Hopkins and some which should be improved weaponry. Where apparently AJ Green. Uh, looked good in, in camp and you know he can't look worse right but I am also very much high on Rondell Moore a lot of people go oh Rondell, Rondell Moore he'll be the fourth receiver a I don't actually believe that like no uh, th- there's a reason they brought him in I think the day one he will be their primary slot receiver and I say primary slot receiver because I pulled up the numbers too that you don't see a lot of NFL teams do this but there's we talk a lot about 11 personnel. That's one running back, one tight end. And that means three receivers. Uh, that's a pretty common thing in the NFL. But now we're starting to see 10 personnel. That's one running back, zero tight ends and four wide receivers. And since Cliff Kingsbury has is, is taken over the, being the head coach for the Cardinals, his first season there, they ran 10 personnel, four wide receivers. That's 31% of the time. So, even if you were a the fourth wide receiver, you're on the field. And hey, the number one thing for fantasy points is get on the field. But it did drop in 2020, it dropped to 20%, which still led the league in the, uh, by a, a wide margin as well. But you just look, they drafted Rondell Moore in the second round. That's high draft capital. They clearly want to go back, in my opinion, more to – that 31% in 2019 than, than the 20%. So even if Rondell Moore as the rookie is technically the fourth wide receiver, he's going to be on the field a lot. He's a lot more explosive than Christian Kirk and and A.J. Green at this point of his career. And you're right. All it's going to take like, is Moore's going to score a touchdown. He's going to score a touchdown in this game. They they want to use him. He's heavily involved. They are going to create plays. He is not I keep calling him a cheat code because that's what he is. And that's what this coaching staff thinks of him. And fun fact about these secondaries here is Tennessee lost Malcolm Butler in the offseason. He went and signed with Arizona. And then he promptly like retired like a few weeks ago. And he was going to be their number one cornerback. These secondaries are just shot. And yeah. it this may be just like the Tampa Bay game, This, this is going to be a high scoring game. And whoever has the ball last, like it's gonna be neck and neck. I'm not taking spread on this one, but I'm like smashing the over. It's gonna be a high scoring affair. Whoever gets the ball last, that's gonna be who wins. And you know what? Gimme Keller Murray and the Arizona Cardinals.
0: There you go. Really can't argue it, even though I'm going the other way. Okay. <laughs> Next up we got the Chargers, the bolts at the football team. And little little problem with Austin Eckler and his hammy and also on the other side of the ball Curtis Samuel had an IR for a few weeks and uh so we'll see how it goes with Eckler as far as I know still questionable and uh but these are never this is never good news the hammy this is never good news I remember Thielen from a couple of years ago. I, I just, and I think it was like, it might've been the week after he heard it, he tried to come back and was like, Nope. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have even tried dummy. But it, so it, the hammies are tough, man. So mm-hmm. obviously Justin Jackson, um, it's tough to say you didn't expect them to keep all three of Justin Jackson, Larry Roundtree, and Josh Kelly, but they did. And that may come in handy. Um, so it's tough to say how that'd be distributed. It I'm sure Eckler's role will probably because that's why it, everybody assumed Justin Jackson would get cut. And I was like, I mean, they maybe it's a different coaching staff, but also like, you know, Eckler was kind of was kind of like or uh, Justin Jackson was kind of like working as Eckler's breather back. You know what I mean? And so I would feel like Jackson's going to maintain that role, you know, that Naheem Hines type of role. And it's going to be Josh Kelly or Larry Roundtree who will take Eckler's role. I believe if he misses any time. Um, But it's tough to say they seem to like the rookie, um, but I still haven't quite given up on Josh Kelly. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I think that's where it's at with eckler and then with with Curtis Samuel to me, this just means pff, more for Logan Thomas that's yes. what it says to me that's what it says to me, more for Logan Thomas because i and maybe we'll see some diami Brown getting going in there. I know you're you're a Mr. Brown fan, so uh I probably spent too much time on that, but that's that's the way I see it. I think it's gonna be a really good game. Um, I think Washington's gonna be really good this year. Uh, but I really feel good about the Chargers and um and man, this is a tough one though. I don't even know, Aaron. I don't
1: you, you pick first. You pick first. You talk you talk and you pick. Let me pick certainly as you already talked about both teams have got a pretty significant injury to to their offense but kind of the difference on those two is Curtis Samuel's injury like he's been dealing with this groin injury for months right like the Eckler hamstring only recently Mm -hmm. uh he's been dealing with this so my point on this one is one team has already been practicing right and getting reps for guys while Curtis Samuel's been out so Yes, ideally, like you don't want to lose your number two wide receiver, but Diami Brown, uh, Adam Humphreys in, in the slot that, that they that was their other big addition of bringing oh yeah to That's right their wide receivers, and and they still have Cam Sims who is a young veteran guy that he even he showed that he's capable like he's in a perfect role where he's not in the starting three wide receiver sets, but what on that is they got guys they've been getting these important practice reps. My pick on this one: give me the home team, Washington. Yeah. Uh, just they have a massive advantage at defensive line, and, and that's really all it's going to take. The Eckler injury—that's pretty significant because Mike Williams has been dealing with stuff too. And it's like, wow, uh, the Chargers have a fantastic team on paper, and they still can't shake the freaking injury bug. And uh, yeah, it's—I don't want to—I don't want to don't hate on Justin Herbert. But just how, how is he going to do well in this game? It's so give me Washington, their home team. They have a clear advantage at a very important battle there, uh, the, the battle of the line. So their defensive line is going to they're going to kill the Chargers offense. Their offensive line is better, but also very, very new. Like all these pieces they just brought in. It takes right. time for that. Their offensive line That's will true. be good. By the middle to end of the season but that stuff takes time
0: i'm with you i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go washington football team too as you were talking and i was just looking at it i'm like yeah i think that's the right pick i think that's the right pick okay we move along we're gonna try and pick it up a little go a little fast and not just you but me i i get i got stuck on that whole chargers running that that's so i'm like doing it too. football Let's try and be a little speedier with this Eagles at Falcons again, birds. I'm down for the birds this week. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Uh, So I expect, you know, Jalen hurts to have a good game. I expect miles Sanders, not really as sure about where, again, this is another one where I'm intrigued to see where, how how much Jalen Rager, Devonta Smith, the, it, you know, the wide receivers, how they're used and all of that. Uh, and, and then the Falcons, you know, expect a lot from Calvin Ridley and whatnot. And we'll see what Kyle Pitts does. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So I think this is definitely going to be fun for daily. Uh, take some shots on the players in this game. So, uh, so for your DFS, squads but uh, that's what i got and i think ultimately i'm going to take the
1: eagles mr aaron go ahead interesting yeah this is a tough one (laughs) right now it's coin flip for me and who am i going to pick to win the falcons are going to win on this one but it's there's not much confidence Uh, both teams it's kind of their defenses suck it's going to be a high scoring game you're building DraftKings lineups. You can build it. Uh, you can build stacks with Jalen Hurts easily, and you it's probably don't want to put Matt Ryan in there. But like, you know, having the having some correlation. Uh, if you're gonna have Jalen Hurts, definitely gotta have Calvin Ridley as the opposing wide receiver, right? So high-scoring game. I'll just I'll go with the home team uh, on this one, mainly because I just Philly and I'm big on Hurts, but Billy's just not good, and I don't want to pick a bad team on the road.
0: I guess my theory my, – my theorizing behind it is both teams are bad. Right. But the Eagles have the better quarterback, in my opinion, at least the more dangerous one. They have the, the better running back, the Eagles do. And uh, obviously – You'd probably say the pass catchers of the Falcons are better but uh I just feel like yeah I just feel like Jalen Hurts he's been waiting all damn off season to show what he can do because there's so much doubt and all this shit's running I think he's just gonna come out and fucking light it up is what I think so I love that, that that's kind of why I'm going with the Eagles that that's just kind of my mindset there okay the Jaguars Texans this one it's another shit show. <laughs> and this one, I don't even feel good about like, well, yeah, neither team is good, but we will see a bunch of fantasy points. I don't feel that good. You, have, Yes, I, I am interested to see Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be good. Uh, but, you know, blah. <laughs> i just Thank i don't much. know what to get excited about like because i can't get excited about the texans anywhere on the text any anything anything to do so of course i'm picking the jaguars but i i, I really uh, i i can get excited about chenault um and i feel like if you got james robinson on your squad he's definitely flex worthy um so i other than that i just fantasy wise
1: yeah <laughs> I agree, uh, fantasy wise. Yeah, if I'm oh, Marvin, Marvin Jones, Marvin yeah. Jones, and in DFS he has 3600. He oh nice know, sub 4000. So it's these Marvin Jones has those big boom, boom weeks. He does. And my the my only interest level in this is I want to watch Trevor Lawrence because man, yeah. he just looks so good. <laughs> and hope uh,
0: him and Chenault have an awesome sh- connection.
1: I, I'm rooting for Chanel. Absolutely. I have a duo in Dynasty. I'm rooting for it. Now the Texans, too, he would not have been able to play because he is suspended for this game. But then they they went and they went and traded their number one cornerback, Bradley Roby, And like if that just wasn't a sign already, like if there was anyone holding out any hope for the Houston Texans, this is a team that's trying to go 0-17. Right. They
0: they
1: they're desperately trying. And maybe this would just be funny last season the jaguars right were really bad they start off the season they upset the colts to get one win and then lose the rest of their games <laughs> well it'd be something if the texans did the exact same thing and which this time they're playing the jaguars so they beat the jaguars and lose the rest of their games but i'm just gonna say like look the texans what well, just no talent whatsoever. This super bad team. Not gonna make it difficult here. Let's go Jaguars.
0: There we go. There we go. Next game up: Jets at the Panthers. The uh, Sam Darnold Bowl, as I like to call it. <laughs> so, Don't Sam Darnold on his new team, kid. his first game of his on his new squad, going against his old squad. That's that's some fucked up shit (laughs) right right off the bat facing your old squad it's going to be interesting um i know a lot of people are down the center i I really just want to see what happens with this panthers team um i feel like you know you can still trust in the panthers playmakers i mean obviously no one has any doubt about christian mccaffrey but um particularly against the jets defense and other than that, I want to see what Zach Wilson does. And and let's go Ty Johnson. I'm on the Ty Johnson train. Let's uh hit, hit that fucker up in DFS. Seriously. Ty Johnson. Uh, because I just, I don't feel, Podfathers talked a lot about Ty Johnson. And I just have to agree with him. Because when you look at it, they're not, it doesn't seem like Michael Carter's made a huge impression. Uh, Tevin Coleman is technically the starter. Blah. Uh, but little pat Johnson's been kicking a little ass, so I think uh, he can make a little noise. But that—that's what I got with this, and I'm I'm taking the Panthers.
1: Panthers on this one. This is uh, we're getting indeed. to
0: some games. We're about to get to some good games.
1: I uh, know, I know. I'm sitting there. I can't really, it's another coin flip for me, and I guess just so if we take the other side on this one, let's say that not only Trevor Lawrence wins his first game, Zach Wilson wins his first game it man going narrative on this one but it's mainly because I just am not quite ready to buy the Panthers yet a lot of people are like oh Sam Darnold he's gonna be good because he's away from Adam Gase Sam Darnold sucked for three years I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: hearing the opposite more people like you not like not sold on Darnold and I'm like I guess I'm not either way. I just like to give him a chance just because whether he's sucked for three years or not, I've seen what it, like dudes before and after Adam Gase. Right. And I'm not saying it's all Adam Gase and he's all of a sudden going to turn into fucking Joe Montana, but right. he could turn into, he just, if he's worse than Bridgewater was last year for the Panthers. Okay then we're in some, then I, then my bad, but I just right. feel like, man, he's got to, like, if he, if he's that bad with the new cast, then yeah, fuck him, but I, I feel like he's probably going to be at least, do at least what Teddy did, is what I imagine.
1: Certainly, certainly, and, and the only reason I briefly hated on Darnold is that there's people that are just super delusional, right, like the, your thought process is is perfectly fine. It's like let's let's give them a shot. But there's people that are acting like Carolina that it was fine that Carolina passed up the 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 chance to draft Justin Fields or Mac Jones because they had Sam Darnold. Sorry, bad process there. And I think that bad process is going. It's going to start right now like carolina even after getting sam Darnold, like there are still been like rumors oh but the panthers really really want a franchise quarterback so i would go ahead with the narrative there we get a we'll get the ball rolling in week one we <clears throat> said the jets come in they upset the panthers and that that this one's for edg for the hometown the hometown go. guy. Let's let's start giving the Jets some fake optimism there, some false optimism. <laughs> and then like, you know, maybe they lose the next five games. But you know, it, it would be great. And we'll, do we want a bolt take? I'll I'll just go out and say, like, look, we're seeing some injuries with the Jets in the receiving core. Uh Keelan Cole it just came up with an injury, It wasn't yesterday, and <laughs> it's mm-hmm. looking unlikely they play us. And then on top of that, Jameson Crowder with COVID is out. Elijah Moore's going to be in. And there you go. here's the bold thing the best Moore in the game between the Jets and the Panthers, Elijah Moore. There you go. Sorry, interesting. DJ Moore. Sorry, DJ Moore, but Elijah Moore time for week one. Hey, we'll see. I am definitely done. Oh, goodness. Sorry.
0: I'm, I'm getting there, man. Getting there. <laughs> Bored you to hey. sleep. no i know i'm just i'm getting to that point it's i'm telling you i'm still trying to recuperate it's just (laughs) okay that's all i said i wasn't gonna whine about it anymore
1: we'll speed it up that was my fault on that one (laughs) no no you're you're good
0: i actually i i love that take i i wouldn't mind seeing it um but like i said i also i also wouldn't mind seeing sam donald play pretty well so hey maybe we'll get a really good game they both play well and zach wilson takes him out i'd be cool with that but we go into the seahawks colts and here we're going to finally get some good games and uh, i'm going to tell you right off the bat i just think we're in for a big year from russell wilson and there's some people on either side of the fence i know Bringing up Podfather again, I he, he's another believer in the Seahawks offense, and I just feel like it's th- this is it. And they, they, even if they don't want it to be, they're going to have to be. Let Russ cook because this ain't no Legion of the Boom defense anymore. They got a new OC in there who hopefully won't be as predictable. And uh, I just really believe in that team. So, obviously, I'm picking them. I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to – now I'm rambling. But I really dig the Seahawks this year. So, I think, you know, you're going to be able to play – you know who to play on this team, and you're going to be able to continuously play them. On the other side, I, I'm i interested to see what Carson Wentz does with the Colts. I love me some Paris Campbell in this particular game. And um, because I, I really feel like, you know, maybe Pittman – um, is the guy there and you know Pascal could still be involved but I feel like with with the T.Y. Hilton injury this is just opportunity galore for Paris Campbell so I, I'm excited yes. about him um, I think it could be a pretty good game actually uh, you know our guy Jonathan Taylor is ready to roll I so I think it could definitely be a good game uh, but I'm taking the Seahawks because I think Russ is going to play like a madman this year
1: yeah, and one of the one of the interesting things to point out this came out today, uh, the Colts' top cornerback Xavier Rhodes out out for the game. So mm. when we talk about Russ cooking. It's already starting off great because Rhodes was a very good cornerback. He was highly ranked in the quarterback rankings uh, that Cody Carpenter does for player mm. profiling. So yes, this is huge for Tyler Lockett. Also big forward for DK Metcalf, but I think Lockett's going to have a massive game. You mentioned Paris Campbell on the Colts. Yes, that's the receiver in week one. Get this Michael Pittman stuff out of here. I, I had a tweet. I encourage people listening to the show to go find it, but I, I bring up target rates for, for Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal, and Paris Campbell, and I get it. Paris Campbell, they're very unfortunate with injuries. but When he's played this Colts team, the same coaching staff that is there today, they clearly want to get him involved. Michael Pittman is just kind of a guy at the target rate, which is a targets per route run. Not impressive. Not impressive right. at all. Neither is Zach Pascal, but Paris Campbell has, in his two seasons, has gotten at least 26% target rate. That's that's huge. That's big. Like Basically, the past two years, when they've been filled, then T.Y. Hilton, who, of course, is out, and Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, if you're worried about his injuries, start him in week one. I, I already saw that you're starting him against me in a league. I was like, oh, man, because spoiler alert, Paris Campbell is in my wide receiver quarterback matchups. He is one of my recommended starts this year. And, and my starts are guys that you can go pick up and you could start ideally as more of a flex play. But if you're desperate at receiver, sure, wide receiver too. I fully really expect Paris Campbell to have the best performance. Am I picking this one? Ugh. We're not gonna go super bold here. We're gonna take Seahawks. Just, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how the Colts, just better quarterback. Really, that's that's what I'm gonna go with. And yeah, I don't I, think the Colts can keep up with the Seahawks.
0: No, no I, I don't know. I, I don't think they can. I just I don't think Carson Wentz is that guy. Uh, yeah. We we've seen periods of time where he's played fucking great, um, but overall I just. It, I don't have the faith in him right now. I think he'll be good, and like I said, I have faith in, in the weapons on the team and that they'll produce. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm I I don't see how they stop that they, they can keep up as you said with the with the Seahawks. Steelers at Bills. Can the Steelers keep up with the Bills? I mean. The Steelers do have a pretty good D, so are they going to be able to clamp down on Josh Allen in this offense at all? I mean, obviously you're playing, your, you know, not to be over the top, obvious, because in all these games, again, you're going to play your studs. So we're not saying anything crazy here, but uh, anybody you worried about, I think this is going to be actually another really fun game. I can imagine this one starting out real slow defenses, you know, everybody getting settled in and then the bills get it going. That's right. And then big Ben and the Steelers offense, they've got to get it going to catch up. I could see this, uh, turning out to be, you know, a really good game. I've got to take the bills. I've got my worries about the Steelers. Um, I'm still not entirely sold on the bills defense, but I think at home, the way their offense if, if they pick it up, where they left off last year, uh, you know, even that good Steelers defense is going to have a tough time stopping them. So, I'm going Bills today, baby.
1: Yeah, same for me. We'll, we'll get the pick out of the way. It, definitely the Bills on this one. I know EDG came in on our basically kickoff show when we talked mm-hmm. about some some bets, and I know, I know, I know he'll be disappointed in me on this one. No, he was taking the Steelers, who are given a lot of points on this one. The Bills are six and a half point favorite, but the more I start looking at this game, the more I start going, "No, I think that spread's about right." Uh, so, I I am concerned. You asked if I was concerned about a player. Player in particular is one of my uh, honorable mentions for sits at receiver, and that's one Chase Claypool. Claypool, very exciting, mm. right? make he this height, weight, speed specimen. He has some stats that are good. He was top 15 in air yards. He was top 15 in target rate and hog rate. What those stats tell us is when he's out there, like, Rotlisberger is throwing throwing deep and throwing to him. The problem is he's going to be matched up with Tredavious White for Mm. for the Bills. and The Bills secondary is is not only is it talented, it's deep. So it's not just Tredavious White, but Tredavious White is well acquainted with Chase Claypool because the Bills and Steelers played last season, late last season, week 14. And in that game, Chase Claypool targeted six times, came up with three catches, 15 yards. Big part of that is you start getting in the analytics, just real quick, be my last one, Chase Claypool, despite the top 15 in a lot of opportunity metrics, his efficiency metrics sucked. Mm. He was number 100 number 100 in two kind of important kind of really important receiver stats one being target separation how much distance he could separate from the guy that's guarding him and the other was a surprising one contested catch rate it was about 19 percent not good for a guy that's what six four oh much is he what, like 230 like he's i know they talked about moving him to tight end, so a yeah, big big boy and not only can he not separate, but he's he can't pull the Mike Evans and get the contested catches. And guess what, Tredavious White is top ten as a quarterback in those metrics. So just horrible. That's that's why you people have drafted him. You drafted mm. him early enough that most people are just like, yeah, I'm going with the guy I drafted early. Go on Claypool. Don't. Like, he's going to put up a Mike Evans-type performance. It ain't going to be pretty. Uh, give me the bills. And... Yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it on that on that matchup. I just the is Yeah, the the Bills are just they're they're good. They're good. Strong mm-hmm. secondary, and I I think what you talked about about it could be a slow defensive battle. But once once Buffalo starts pulling away on this one, they won't be able to catch up. I like what Buffalo does. Buffalo is just going to go out. They're going to say, screw our running backs. We're not running. We're going to pass the ball. What did Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh do? They went and invested a first-round pick on a running back. They want to run the ball. (laughs) And on top of that, just a much, much, much better secondary than the Steelers. Steelers are going out and trading for guys. Akello Weatherspoon from the 49ers, I believe. Whereas the Bills are like, no, our secondary set. We got two great safeties as well. And the deep cornerbacks, like, good luck, Ben Ratlisberger, Good luck. The Bills are going to run away with this one.
0: I will say somebody I do find very intriguing. Just to keep an eye on for the season, maybe throw them in a DFS lineup this week. You mentioned the strength of the secondary of the Bills, uh, but um, and how the Steelers spent a first-round pick on a running back. Yeah, they spent a second-round pick on a tight end. And in the preseason game where all the Steelers had their start or the, all the Steelers starters were in, Friermuth had a had some big action, didn't he? Oh, your favorite right. to say, or Pittsburgh Patty. first oh, I think Pittsburgh I got it. Patty. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Friermuth. Okay, <laughs> so Pittsburgh Patty Friermuth Um Yeah, that's that's I I just got a feeling, you know, it's not often tight ends do something year one. But uh, again, second round. And I mean, Ebron's there, but, you know, eh. (laughs) and particularly in a matchup where you know, those receivers could be very well taken care of, uh, you know, just throwing it out there, just throwing it out there. Browns at Chiefs is the next game. And uh, I'm just going to say uh, I'm taking the Browns for the upset. And I don't have much to say about this game. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh The guys you want to play, uh, you know, they're going to get their points. I do think as far as – Some names to watch. Um, Byron Pringle, and again, in your DFS lineups might be a good idea. And then I really want to see what Donovan Peoples-Jones does in this game, see how he kind of fits in. Seems like uh, he might be more their third receiver. I would like to see if he gets any, uh, you know, action his way in this game but other than that uh, i expect a really good game from the chiefs but i just think the browns are going to find a way to pull it out uh they got the better defense and um i think we're going to see a little bit of magic from baker so that's what i got on this one
1: and i'll i'll go with the other team on this one and maybe a little chalky i like your take on the browns there I mean, clearly this podcast very pro cleveland browns mm-hmm. Give me in a shootout here, because it really is the over-under on this is fifty-four and a half points. Highest on the slate. It's crazy, which means both QBs are gonna be airing it out a lot. And in this particular case, give me the better quarterback. It just just like I mentioned with Tampa Bay and Dallas. Like it may it's probably gonna be one of those games that comes down. Like when it comes to the spread, I'm I would be with you. The spread is like five and a half points Chiefs. So I'm like, ah, let's go a little bit closer on this one come down to a final field goal or something uh i love the donovan people's jones for dfs he's three thousand dollars and eight. but the the thought process on this is very simple High scoring game let's take you want to take a player or two from this and because he's dirt cheap you he fits any type of lineup that you want to build another guy too that is just his price is a lot lower than it normally is Odell Beckham, fifty four hundred, like that is I, we, this is a fun time to get Odell because he's yesterday's news, basically. You know, people are always looking for the new shiny toys. But hey, if this over under, if it hits the over, like Vegas is telling us, it's a high scoring game. Let's get the top receiver of one of these teams like out there, and I like it. I don't hate. I don't hate a Baker Odell Beckham. Uh, pairing there, Um Off the top of my head, I can't pull up Baker's like uh, costs. I can't remember, but should be affordable. That is oh, yeah. a stack that that I think you could see is being pretty pretty good uh, for the Chiefs. Just we're just gonna go chalk there. Byron Pringle, yeah, I, I like that. Just no Miko Harbin. no Harbin. No,
0: no, no. I I drafted him in the one guillotine league, and I, that was like. Every once in a while, I like, cause he was just sitting there and I didn't like anybody else in that area. And I was like, I've never drafted him anywhere else, but I'll take a chance on him. And immediately afterward, I was like, ah, that was a terrible <laughs> thing. Anyway. Okay. We got five games left. We're going to speed these through just because I, I've been That's on right. here about half an hour later than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was it always happens. I, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Dolphins at Patriots. Um. Obviously, roll your Damian Harris. Other than that, I'm kind of with both sides. I'm kind of looking to see how that I want to see how the quarterbacks play. I want to see how Tua plays. I want to see how Mac plays. And uh, I want to see how their weapons are used. Um pretty good defenses both sides. So it's gonna be an interesting game, probably a lower scoring game. And uh, you know, I'm gonna take the Patriots. I'm gonna say one of them, uh, another one of them rookie quarterbacks wins his first game. Um, Patriots are at home. I just see them taking it. That's what I got. Uh, But fantasy wise um, I'm looking at Damian Harris, but other than that, to kind of your thoughts.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go chalk here. Well, let's go Patriots. And also that just fits my narrative where I have picked the rookie quarterbacks to win every single Mm -hmm. one. So how about that? Three rookie quarterbacks winning know. their debuts, and then ESPN could just go on about this being the best draft class ever. everything like, just perfect on that one. And my bold one on this one is John New Smith being a tight oh, end one this week. It, yes, I do.
0: I will have my eyes on him. So, and probably throw him yeah. in a couple DFS lineups. Uh, and, and, and you know what?
1: We'll say we'll say top top seven. We'll put them in top seven. So you know, I know tight end one. It's like a twelve team league. Doesn't really matter if they're tight end nine through twelve. say Johnny Smith, respectable, respectable.
0: (laughs) I like it. I like it. Okay, Packers and Saints. This game is actually not in New Orleans. It's in Jacksonville, obviously, because of the storm there and the damage done and everything and obviously thoughts out to everyone there. And, you know, the Saints are going to come strong for their peoples. That's what they did after. Katrina. You know, you know, they're coming strong. And whether people want to admit it or not, Jameis Winston is the, if you don't think this dude wants to have a good fucking year, he's got his eyes fixed. He had a year sitting behind Drew Brees, working with Sean Payton. I mean, to me, this is going to be a hell of a game. I am going to take the Packers. I am going to take the Packers. I'm not getting crazy. But, obviously, play your guys in this matchup. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I think people are going to be a little bit higher on the Saints after this game. Just like everybody was kind of, you know, worried about – and the Cowboys. I don't know if they can keep up with the Bucks. Uh, I think the Saints are going to be able to keep up with the Packers, just like the Cowboys kept up with those Bucks li- last night. So <clears throat> that's what I'm thinking. Good fantasy game, but the
1: Pack is going to take it down. Certainly, and I'll get my pick out of the way. I'm with you, 100%. Green Bay Packers, Saints. No more home field advantage. Now, what I where I will disagree with is it's this isn't Winston slander. It's just some news that came out today. Traquan Smith already out. I want to say they put him on injured reserve too. So mm-hmm. then the fun question becomes everyone has become aware of Marcus Callaway, but can your casual NFL fan, can they name who the other two receivers are going to be in three receiver sets? <laughs> That's going to be the fun one. There's Deontay Harris, which uh, doesn't he also, he has some ongoing like legal stuff. Like he could face the right. suspension. So Deontay Harris Jordan Humphrey. Will Jordan Humphrey, you know, and these are just not like saying names. his name. It, it's funny name there, but like, that's concerning because Marcus Callaway, Marcus Callaway is going to be matched up with the number one cornerback in player profilers, cornerback rankings, Jair yeah, Alexander. That's, that's right. And, and Alexander has made much better receivers look foolish.
0: Oh yeah. And, I, I was just, Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh yeah. No, go, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say real quick, everyone knows who listens to this pod how much I love Marcus Calloway. Do not play him this week. <laughs> especially this week. especially with no Trey Honsmith a smith because there the, the, the really is not much else. This could be tight end time, if you know what I mean, because it's not. Yeah, uh, I, I would uh, hold off on. Callaway is as, as a matter of fact I'm gonna have to double check my lines but yeah hold off on Callaway anyway keep going
1: Abs- absolutely so and, and with that like i just there's one bet I am taking it's just the under on this one and it's because the only way I see this one hitting is if Green Bay scores most of this nearly 50 points they got on the over under I just I'm having a hard time seeing how how in the world the Saints keep up yes they got Camara, but I mean, what's Troutman's status? Is he playing in this this game? It it just it doesn't get pretty. Um, it doesn't look pretty. It Just it looks just god awful. So Saints win. Or sorry, whoa 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 whoa. Packers win, and Saints. The Saints. It's not going to be the the post Drew Brees is going to kick off the post Drew Brees era is going to kick off with a very nasty lopsided game here.
0: I think it'll start out with a loss, but I don't think it'll be lopsided. Adam Troutman is going to play. He is going to be available. So I, I, you know, and Marcus Callaway, he'll still be able to get a little bit and get even one other receiver involved at least for this week. And, you got Kamara. You got Troutman. I I think they'll find a way uh, to keep up. But I'm glad we had a little bit of a disagreement, even though we got the same same team. there. Yes. <laughs> Broncos at the Giants. I'll make this one very simple, very quick. Um, we'll see the Broncos with Teddy. I think they'll be solid. Really, I'm just mainly excited to see our boy, Javonta Williams. And then the Giants, um, Barkley's going to play, uh, you know, I don't have to look up Galladay, but I just, you know, I had some hope for this team earlier in the off season. Now I'm a little worried, but I don't want to give up on them. I want to see what Danny Dimes can do. And uh, and and so I'm going to go Broncos, but I'm very interested to see what this Giants team looks like. And it's going to be kind of tough. Denver's got that good defense, but that's kind of where I sit with it. I'm just rolling the Broncos because I I just feel like, all around they're better set up right now a little bit of questions right. with New
1: York absolutely and those those questions is what you covered in in the article uh, the the infirmary and it's just there's already Evan Ingram out already Kenny Galladay is going to play but yeah. he's still coming back from his own injuries and yeah. this isn't the start that you want there and I feel like it's a very easy pick and uh, no debate here going Denver Broncos and that's a very I I think the defense was very underrated because I'm at fault I underrated it initially until I dug deeper into it and the Broncos uh, that's going to be for week one that was probably a defense you were able to get in Mm -hmm. most of your drafts without having to you know go and take one be the first team to take a defense and they're going to start off very strongly so, yes. Yes, I, I love Broncos, and, you know, I'll give one cheap DFS play here. KJ Hamler, not quite 3,000. He's actually 3,100. That could work in some tournaments, because what do people do when they really want a cheap receiver? They go straight to the 3,000s so and may overlook Hamler. Hamler's got speed. Hamler, if he plays the slot, the slot role, he's matched up with Darnay Holmes. Not a good cornerback, and you know it's just a perfect gpp because the game most people go it's broncos it's giants it's low scoring i'm going to avoid it and that's a perfect time to be a little contrarian there put a little speedy mm-hmm. guy out there that was starting to play a little bit better towards the tail end of the season with second round draft capitals so there you go right. you got a dfs play out of it
0: there you go there you go i dig it all right We've got the Monday night games, Bears at Rams, Ravens at Raiders. So for the Bears and Rams, I'm just going to say this. Play your Rams (laughs) because uh, they're going to be awesome. The Bears defense taking a little bit of a step back. And the Bears offense, I think, is in trouble. Uh, Yeah, because they still got the Rams D, which is Very, very good, and uh, they're going to cause a lot of The only thing with the Bears is I want to see if they do anything at all, any kind of packages or anything with Justin Field like the 49ers might do with Trey Lance. Uh, And then with the Ravens and the Raiders, obviously Ravens lost both Marcus Peters and Gus Edwards recently, uh, both done for the year, so a hit to the defense, and another guy down in the running back room. Uh, there's a lot of people who thinks that that Tyson, Tyson is going to be the man. Um, and I'm going to stick to what I said before. I think he will probably try and handle a J.K. Dobbins-ish type role. Mm-hmm. The Ravens just signed Latavius Murray. There's your new Gus Edwards. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm just saying that that's my opinion. And then because I feel like Lev Bell is washed and Latavius Murray, I mean, he was never anything special, but the little bit he was good at, he was pretty good at and, and you know, he was he's been okay and in that offense, I think he'll be all right in that kind of role. Um so that's kind of see what I happen with the Ravens and and I'm so I'm picking the Rams and the Ravens because it, maybe if the Ravens were playing someone else, I might consider picking them, but it's the Raiders. I'm not picking the Raiders <laughs> to, to beat the Ravens, even though, because the way I look at it is, they still have their number one running back, Lamar Jackson. So <laughs>
1: I love it. So I, there you go. I love it. And to, to start off, there will be no debate on the picks there. Rams, Ravens for me. One thing I want to mention on the Rams, you said to start your Rams. I'm here to say there's one Rams player not to start. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Ah, And because uh, some bullet points on this one, basically, in the spread on this one, the the Rams are seven and a half point favorite. And I went and looked back at the past two seasons. And 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 really what you tend to find is when – the Rams are playing a game that they are favored heavily, like more than five points and, and NFL spreads. That's, that's a pretty large margin and the Rams win. They just don't, they simply don't use Robert Woods. Hmm. And, and then also it's a combination of like, he, he's been matched up with some, some of the better cornerbacks. Top last season. Yeah. yeah. And, and his matchup this, this week is Jalen Johnson. It's like the only cornerback worth a damn. For, for the Rams, or mm. sorry, for the Bears. <laughs> now And that being, brings up the other point on that one, Cooper Cup, absolutely, because the guys they are starting there are literally day three guys that have been in the league for less than three seasons. And Artie Burns, a a, a bit of a journeyman at this point, I remember him being on the Steelers. So Jalen Johnson's the only quarterback that can do anything. And if you're Matthew Stafford, you got Cooper Cup out there just making defense backs look silly. Cup's going to have a huge game. And Woods, Woods ain't going to do much. You're okay. hoping he scores a touchdown. Now, the Ravens, I, I like that you brought up the Latavius Murray because you're right. Like, this is, let's not fool ourselves with we'll you on Bell. Like, will he play? He will play eventually. I don't know if he plays in this one, but Murray, Murray did look. Good last season. It was mm-hmm. kind of rough in New Orleans. We'll see what he has. But absolutely like this. I'm I'm gonna rag on Matthew Barry on the podcast. And not just for clicks and views and everything, but he put out the most like softball type tweet out there. And I quote, Very possible, likely even, we soon see Murray with an even better fantasy role than he had in New Orleans. Less competition and more run-oriented team. Like no shit. Matthew Barry, no, <laughs> like seriously, this this is why I stopped listening to ESPN. Because you're not going to freaking win anything listening to takes like this. like anyone yeah. with half a brain knows that Latavius Murray's situation is better in Baltimore than it is in New Orleans, where he was behind Alvin Kamara, right. come on, come on, guys. If you're listening to this podcast, if you want to win your leagues, my first advice is don't listen to ESPN. Because everyone's listening to these takes, these BS takes like this. Right? I'm not going to do anything. Yes, Latavius Murray should. I, I think he comes in. Man, that's a messy backfield. And I still have to do a Monday Night Football preview. But Murray, I don't know how much he gets used in this game, but for the season, yeah, Murray perfectly fine Ravens they may not even need Murray they may put Tyson Williams out run them 20-ish times just to see what they got right because right. you're gonna handle the Raiders it's gonna be easy they still have RB1 Lamar Jackson as you mentioned so <laughs> easy game here
0: yeah yeah all right well We'll have to try and find a way to maybe tighten up the picks section. Although, you know, I still do want to get a little bit of information in for each game. So we'll we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm sure things will evolve as the season goes along, as they they tend to do. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, awesome potting with you, buddy. That was a blast. And, um, you know, man, it's just football is back. I'm super excited. I, I I meant to bring up this one thing. <clears throat> Let me see if I can find it real quick. This is uh oh no, I think I can probably remember it. It's just finding out who it was that said it. Okay, one second. One second. So Jamar Chase put on Twitter one and one dash O, like essentially saying the Bengals are about to be one and O is the way it was taken huh. and um chris boyd of the minnesota vikings quote tweeted it hope cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> so chris, the smack talk is in full force already and uh so football is indeed back
1: <laughs> and i gotta say I, chris boyd like just this is the first i heard of this it's like the quote tweet is so easy on this one. No, what you put is one and zero. What your targets and receptions for the game? <laughs>
0: <That> <laughs> Come on, Chris Boyd.
1: We <laughs> those better shots we could take at Jamar Chase. Is Come true. on, let, is true. let me handle your Twitter account.
0: I, I just appreciated the Dave Chappelle reference. Uh,
1: <laughs> the <laughs> oh, yeah, Chappelle yeah, show it, reference, but you know, it's a great uh, gift. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so but that's good stuff. Um so yes, football is back. We're super excited. Uh we got a new schedule coming up. And uh yeah, my man, it's it's all it's all rolling as it should. As it should. We're gonna get the hell out of here. and my man, final thoughts, buddy. Final thoughts. And I'm just ready to watch these games and to win some London draft games. I did, yes. Some D F S, um, some setting lineup. So Twitch ball is back. It's good, it's good, it's good. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening once again and joining. And yes, we will chat with you all Sunday night to recap all the games. And until then, don't forget. a a Nine Nine on Dina the Twitters. at our man. check us out. We'll talk soon. Peace. Enjoy the